Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, September 7th, and it is 69 degrees, overcast and drizzling outside. Thank you. Oh, so much better than the heat wave we've been experiencing. Wow, I don't know where you are, but here in the Chicagoland area, it has been swamp-ass central. Thankfully, that is broken. Wow. So done with the heat right now. So done with it. But as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. Who's got a birthday today? All right, happy birthday to Coach Paul Brown, the voice of Marge Simpson, Julie Kavnar, SNL's Leslie Jones, Cubs pitcher Mark Pryor, and the legendary Buddy Holly. In honor, today's song of the day is Peggy Sue. Also, I just want to remind everybody that today is National Beer Lovers Day, National Salami Day, and National Lazy Mother's Day. So, per the rules, I guess moms are supposed to be lazy while eating salami and drinking beer today. Rules are rules, so celebrate accordingly. Um, Also wanted to remind everybody real quickly, buy my book. Uh, My book, A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead, is available now at TomPowellJr.com. While you're there, you can also pick up a Grateful Life concert ticket bookmark. I do appreciate all the support for all the books that have been sold so far. And if you buy the book, go to Amazon and write a review, an honest review, please. No matter what you thought of the book, give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, but write a review. I appreciate it. And also, real quickly, I play music at the beginning and at the end of this podcast, and you don't get to hear any of that if you are not listening on an Anchor platform. That would be anchor.fm, www.anchor.fm, or on the free Anchor app. So listen to it on Anchor, and while you're there, like the program. Not just this episode, but the the program itself in, in whole. I appreciate it. I really do. Well, yesterday we lost another legend. Yesterday we lost Burt Reynolds, who is not, let's, hey, we're not talking about Cary Grant here, but it's still, it's Burt Reynolds. And everybody out there has something that they like Burt Reynolds in. Everybody. Personally, my favorites out of Burt Reynolds were the Cannonball Run movies. Uh, Cannonball, the first Cannonball Run was absolutely hilarious and a must-see. I also liked them in the Smokey and the Bandit movies. I wasn't as into it as some people did get into the Smokey and the Bandit movies, but I did like them. They were, they were fun. Deliverance was a decent movie. I didn't mind it. Uh, the Longest Yard was a decent movie. Boogie Nights was a good flick. Guy's been in a lot of stuff uh, for a very long period of time. I think I read yesterday that from 1978 to like 1982... He was the, the highest grossing actor, and at one point in time, he had four feature films out at one time. The guy was everywhere. So, uh, tip of the cap to the bandit. We've lost another legend, Smokey, and the bandit is no more. Uh, 
sorry to hear that. I like Bert. Anyway, what the hell's been going on this week? Well, I got my passport this week. And par for the course, it looks like I should be on a watch list. If you look at my picture. I'm gray, I'm hairy. And for whatever reason, they don't let you wear your glasses when you're taking a passport photo. I guess because you could take off your glasses and transform back from Superman to Clark Kent. Nobody's going to recognize you with or without your glasses. I, I don't know what the reason is. I never looked into it. All I know is that those are the rules. If you wear corrective lenses, you can't wear them in your passport photo. So, I take my glasses off. Listen, I, I can't do anything without my glasses. I can't drive. I can't see the TV across the room. I have been wearing glasses all day, every day, since before junior high, since elementary school. So I don't understand why I would ever want any one of my official photographs to be without my glasses. But whatever, it is what it is. And I do look like I belong on a watch list. But at least I'm wearing a tie-dye, so I got that going for me. For the next 10 years, my passport has me in a tie-dye, which is nice. Got to represent I'm looking forward to vacation. Uh, you know, the, the passport coming made me uh, look forward to vacation a little bit more. But um, for those of you that are just finding me for the first time, the missus and I are going to be going to the Sandals Resort in Ocho Rios, Jamaica, early next year for our 20th wedding anniversary. I'm looking forward to all of that, despite the fact that going to a place like this is not my first pick for a vacation. Like, I, I want to go to, like, some weird places. I want to go see the Taj Mahal, the Great Wall of China. I like to go see Stonehenge, the Great Pyramids. That's my idea of a vacation. The missus and I are going to alternate, and because we have not had a vacation... A real vacation. We've gone away with the kids here domestically here and there, but not a, a, an international get-on-a-plane-me-and-you-were-going kind of vacation. Um, and it's for the anniversary. I wasn't about to go, hey, get in the car. We're heading to the airport so that we can go to Italy and walk around Italy for 10 days looking at cool shit. No, no, no. Uh, let, let her pick this one. She compromised with me because she, we could have gone to a million... Tropical, all-inclusive destinations, and she made uh, the home of Bob Marley, Jamaica, the first one for me. So that's nice. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to going and seeing Bob's home. I'm looking forward to going on vacation, period. Um, I love my kids. All three of my kids. I have a senior in high school, I have an eighth grader, and I have a first grader. Girl, girl, boy. And I love my kids. I truly do. But I, I also am very much looking forward to a week of just me and my wife. As I said, we've been together 20 years. Actually, we've been married 20 years. Next May, May of, of 19, we will have been married for 20 years... 
been living together for 21 years and have been together for 22 years. So, yeah, I, I would like, it, after almost, at that point in time, it'll be 18 years of having a child in the house, at least one child in the house. I, I'm looking forward to a week of just the two of us, no matter where the hell we go. So that in and of itself is going to be very relaxing. And I hope that we truly can live up to the notion of doing one of these a year. And some of these will be taking the kids with us. Like my plan is for the following year to go to Italy. Uh, I want to make, even though Italy's not number one on my list of vacations, it is on my list. There are some things that I want to see. Um, I made Italy number one because of my grandfather, because of our, our, our little bit of family history there, obviously. And uh, I thought it would be a relatively neutral vacation, uh, considering what my list consists of, uh, you know, rather than making the first one, you know, Egypt to see the pyramids or Kenya for a safari or... Peru to see Machu Picchu. You got to ease into that shit if if you're looking at it from my standpoint. Uh, so Italy was nice and safe. It was like Italy or the British Isles. Which one do we do first? Uh, British Isles is another great one. I mean, my plan for the British Isles is to take a ten day tour of the British Isles where we get to see uh, Ireland, Scotland, a little bit of Ireland, a little bit of Scotland, and then a whole lot of Southern England, including <clears throat> more than a couple of days in and around the London area, Big Ben Parliament, things like that, as well as a day trip out to see uh, um, Stonehenge. But uh, So it was either that or it was the Italian one where I want to see Palermo. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a private tour company that's not too bad that we can take a, a, a little boat tour up the Amalfi Coast, stopping in... Uh, by Naples, where we can see Pompeii and Mount Vesuvius. Then we can go into Rome. We can do a day tour of Rome, get into the Vatican, see the Colosseum. Um, that's going to be my first one. And maybe we can take the kids. I'm hoping we can take the kids. I think the kids would really enjoy that. The uh, Caribbean getaways, that's not for the kids. Well, first of all, sandals are not for kids anyway. But that's, th this vacation is not a, hey, we're bringing our kids with. This is This is a... Um, the car is here to pick us up, start drinking, vacation. Kids, we don't have kids. We don't know what you're talking about. We're actually uh, four days into plotting how we don't ever have to go back because now we're on this island, try and find us kind of vacation. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, trying to scuba dive. I'm going to try and scuba dive. Uh, there's a swim with dolphins thing. If I can swing it, that would be kind of cool. Go see Bob. Maybe the, maybe see the Duns River Falls. Do a little kayaking. Whole lot of drinking, whole lot of relaxing. Um, I've said before, what I'm not looking forward to, in a joking manner, is the, uh, we, we got one of those Jack and Jill, not Jack and Jill, sorry, Romeo and Juliet, honeymoon villas with our private pool, private courtyard, 
our own hot tub kind of deal, and it comes with a butler. I'm looking forward to the butler. Okay, I get a, I got a real good feeling me and the butler are going to be real good friends. Not necessarily looking forward to the butler towel art and the rose petals spelling out messages on the bed. As I've said before, doing that does one of two things. It, uh, it inhibits us from getting busy quicker, or it inhibited us, inhibits us from passing the hell out after an excursion day. Either way, you're inhibiting productivity, my friend. Uh, or, you know, the, they fill up the bathtub and there's rose petals floating on top of the bathtub. But, nah, nah, nah. No. You can make a shit for me to clean up. I don't need that. I don't need to take a fishnet to my bath before I get into the damn thing. So, you know, it's already a stretch for me to be having the butler in the room. I am the guy that checks into a hotel and puts the do not disturb sign on the door and leaves it there until I leave. You don't come into my room. It's my room. It's my space. Now, that doesn't fly on a week-long trip to Jamaica. No. You get, the, you get the sheets changed. You get the fresh towels. You get the stock up on the supply. Okay, that's all going to happen. But we may have to limit the towel art a tad bit. My guess is on the day that we go see Bob's house and the falls, which I believe is an all-day excursion between the two of them, you can knock the two of those out in a day, you get more time to relax in the vacation. So you take that as a day. Yeah, by the time we get back to the villa, it's going to be bam, face and pillow time. Hey, Francois, Mr. Butler, just keep feeding me drinks until I'm completely unconscious. Your towel art, by the way, has forced me to have to lay sideways on the bed. So, no towel art. But I am looking forward to vacation. It's going to be interesting to see people look at my passport and then look at me like, Jesus, there's a Sasquatch, a caveman walking through the airport trying to get into Jamaica. Uh, another thing, I, I know we're going for our anniversary, and I see a lot of this. on the. We follow, there's a Sandals Ochi fan page on Facebook that we're both part of. See a lot of people that renew their vows. And I get the whole vow renewal thing. I understand the romantic part of it and all that. I get it. I just don't understand the purpose behind it. We've been together 20 years. We've been living our vow every day. We've had ups and downs. We've had good times and very bad times. But we've been living our vows every day. In other words, we did it right the first time. We don't need to make the promise again. I don't understand why people feel the need to make that promise again. Just live, live the promise right the first time. So, I, no, no vowel renewal will be going on in Yamaka in February. That's, that's a whole day of activities you're taking away from me, man. Vowel renewal. Uh-uh. We're not going to renew our vow on the beach and then ride off into the sunset on a, on a bareback horse to make love in the ocean surf under the moonlight. Okay, you guys are living in a book. Okay, we're going to go eat some really good food. We're going to go drink copious amounts of alcohol. We're going to have some really great sex. And then we're going to pass the hell out. Okay, we know what we're doing. We've been around the block a couple of times. Fist bump, drop the mic. <clears throat> I'm also kind of amazed at seeing the people. It really does blow me away at how many people go back to these sandals resorts. 
the same Sandals Resort, not only year after year after year, but multiple times in a year. We've seen people that go, several people that go at least two times, a handful that go three times, and a few people that go four times a year. Now, I get it. We blew it out. We went top-notch with the Butler Villa. We didn't get just a room in the resort. So we could have gotten away with about a third of the price, maybe a quarter of the price, depending on what kind of deals they're cutting, had we not blown it out. But you know what? We blew it out because we wanted to blow it out. So I can see why people could maybe spend, if, you're, if you've got a ten dollars to $15,000 vacation budget, maybe you can go back there four times a year and just get a room and have fun. But why in the hell do you want to go back to the same place over and over and over again? Now, we go back to Holiday World every year. So I know people are like, well, what's the difference? This isn't some water park one state away in the Midwest of the United States. This is going to other countries, going on international vacations, spending large amounts of money, flying internationally. Let's mix it up a bit. So like the missus is going to pick every other year. She picks this year, then she'll get to pick again in two years. We're going to go back to the Caribbean. We're going to... Most likely go back to another Sandals Resort. She's eyeballing Granada. We've looked at the Bahamas. uh, St. Lucia. But even though we're going back to the Caribbean and we're going back to a Sandals, we're at least going to a different country, different resort. Let's mix it up a bit. Let's see some different things. Let's knock around the world a little bit. Put some pins in the map. You know what I mean? The same place over and over and over again for that kind of money, that kind of flight. Just move there. Jesus. And then come back here for vacation. So, um, yeah, we're inching ever closer to the, uh, to the actual vacation and kicking off what will hopefully be a once a year get on a plane and get out of the country routine for us until we can't do it anymore. You know... I know all of our kids are not raised, but we've raised our kids. We've sacrificed for two decades, and we continue to sacrifice. We're not, we're not doing this vacation in lieu of giving our kids something. We're doing this, on vac- this vacation on top of giving our kids something, but um, you know, we're still sacrificing other things for our kids, but we've, we've earned this trip. We have been working for decades, nonstop, taking small domestic vacations with the kids. This one is overdue, and it's coming. It's coming. It's going to get ugly. It's, these all-inclusives, I can just, I've never been to one, I, so I don't know. But to me, it could get real ugly real fast when you have unlimited access to food and drink because it's all part of the package. Yeah. That could get out of hand in a hurry. So, I am looking forward to it. Almost as much as I'm looking forward to the football season. I'm looking forward to my vacation. Yes, football. I'm not going to talk a lot about football. So everybody relax that doesn't like football. Uh, I did a football season picks episode this past Wednesday. Go back and find it. It's got my season picks for all the division winners, all the wild card winners. And who's going to make it to and who's going to win the Super Bowl, as well as my week one picks. I will do on my weekly Friday episode moving forward, I will do uh, my weekly picks. I'll probably put it at the end of the episode. 
Uh, they just won't include the Thursday picks, but I did want to say football is back. It started last night with the Philadelphia Eagles defending their home territory in the kickoff game against the Atlanta Falcons. So I am 1-0 on this week's picks. I also have the Eagles winning their division. Just as a little hint to you as to what you can see or hear in the other episode. But go listen to that episode for my, my, my picks. Everybody keep calm. Football is back. Sunday, full slate of games. College football in full swing. And I, I, I have to uh, interrupt myself now. Now that college football has begun, my annual Facebook war of words with my cousin Manika will once again begin because she is an Ohio State Suckeyes fan and friends don't let friends root for the Ohio State Suckeyes. And so I've been trying to break her of this unsuccessfully. But she is an Ohio State fan and it's just intolerable. Manika, I love you to death. You know that. You know it. But you gotta get off the, the Buckeyes. Ugh. And now that I think about it, I think that uh, Carrie, one of the softball moms, I don't know if she wants her last name mentioned on the podcast, but Carrie, I believe, is also an Ohio State Suckeyes fan. So this, this college football season could get very, very, very interesting. I don't shut up about football, so it's here. It's on. And, of course, the other college football team that friends don't let friends root for would be the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. There will be no Irish gear and no Suckeyes gear in this household. And to my daughters, if you grow up, and my son, if you grow up to date and eventually marry a Suckeyes or Irish fan, then you better have the holidays at your house. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I said it. You know I'm busting chops, but no, you don't root for the Suckeyes. Sorry. When it comes to the NFL, there are two teams that you absolutely positively do not root for, and that would be the New England Patriots and the Chicago Bears. And if the Patriots and the Bears are ever playing each other, what you do is you root for a tie. So to anybody that's just finding me, you're like, well, we're not, you know, you're, you're in the Chicagoland area, why are you not a Bears fan? And everybody in the Chicagoland area and northern Indiana is a, a, an Irish fan, how come you're not an Irish fan? What, who do you root for? So... I'll just give you briefly. In the NFL, I am a Colts fan. I have the horseshoe tattooed on my back. I bleed blue. Andrew Luck is back. Go listen to my picks for where you think I think they're going to end up this season. But yeah, it's Colts country right here. In college football, I'm a Michigan fan. In college basketball, there is one and one and only one team and one team only, and that would be the Indiana Hoosiers. There, there are no other college basketball teams. Period. There are other acceptable college football teams to root for. Florida, the Texas Longhorns, uh, Wisconsin. I'd even, I'd even, you know, pull for Wisconsin every now and again. The Tennessee Volunteers, the Georgia Bulldogs, not Alabama. Florida State. I'll even give you some Seminole love. Not my team, but I don't mind seeing them out there knocking heads around. But you don't root for the Suckeyes, and you don't root for the Irish, and yeah, you don't root for Bama. No. Roll Tide doesn't happen here. 
So, football's back. I'm not going to bore you with a, lot, a whole lot of football stuff, but uh, let football be your escape. Let football be your escape from the stupidity of the world. And believe me, we got some stupid stuff in the world. You, you're going to need an escape. I mean, you're, there's, the world's full of stupid stuff. We got, we got a rap battle going on right now between two white rappers. Now, this is where people are going to go, oh, eh. listen, I happen to like both rappers. I have Eminem songs and I have Machine Gun Kelly songs on my phone. They're in my playlist. I like both of them. Rap battles are juvenile, junior high bullshit. And you guys need to knock it off. You guys are both successful. You're both good at what you do. You both have a loyal fan base. There's no need for the bullshit and the drama. And yeah, it's not just in rap. I didn't like it when Neil Young and Leonard Skinner went back and forth with their songs. So just stop the rap battle crap. It's juvenile. You guys are both very good. And there's going to be people, I, I know some people in EST Nation, S Nation, that would be Machine Gun Kelly's fan base, uh, that are going to be like, well, uh, you know, who the hell are you? I, listen, I know I'm not nearly as into it as you guys are. Not nearly. For me, I'm into the Grateful Dead the way you guys are into MGK. I was brought into MGK by Kevin Pryor. So all you folks in S Nation, if you know Kevin Pryor, Kevin, for, Kevin can vouch that I'm not some scumbag out here just ripping on MGK, okay? Not my preferred choice of music, but I do have some songs in the, in the collection. Uh, he's become a workout go-to. Go I like him. I just think a rap battle is stupid. It's juvenile. It needs to stop. Same with Eminem. And I know, I see people that I know that are MGK fans that were, are also Eminem fans that are just now turning on Eminem. Eminem. Marshall Mathers, you know what I'm talking about. Stop with the juvenile crap. You, you guys are grown-ass men with multi-million dollar careers and success at the highest level. Act like it. Act like it. And while you guys are, not just you guys, but the whole country is growing up, since I'm telling people to grow up, how about you guys leave Jeffrey Owens alone? Jeffrey Owens is the actor from The Cosby Show who was seen by somebody bagging groceries at a Trader, Joe in, Trader Joe's in New Jersey. They snapped the picture, put it on social media, and for lack of a better way of putting it, shame this guy for being an actor who's now bagging groceries. Shut up. Stop that crap. You know, if that guy was an actor, if he was the, the actor who lost it all and was found in some two-bit dive motel with a hooker and a whole bunch of drugs, homeless, you guys would be like, yeah, see, another typical Hollywood actor that couldn't handle it and pissed it all away. <coughs> but no, the guy goes out there and does what he has to do to put a roof over his head, put food on the table, and you guys go, oh yeah, check it out, an actor who couldn't keep it together, now he's got a bag of groceries. Yeah, he's got a bag of groceries. Who gives a shit? My wife and I worked our ass off. My wife is at the pinnacle 
of her shy of owning her own company. She's at the pinnacle of her industry. She could lose it all tomorrow and would have to go back to answering phones in an office. And she would do so in a heartbeat because it means putting a roof over your head. How does anybody have the balls to rip anybody else for a hard day's work? I'm sorry the guy lost everything. And I'm glad that this shaming that he got led to some offers for him. He's entertaining offers from four different writers to appear in comedies. Good for him. Leave that dude alone. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Sorry, every week I do a little bit of bitching. That's my little bit of bitching. But speaking of movies, I wanted to talk about two topics. I want to get off that negativity. I wanted to talk about two topics that were trending this week on Twitter that had to do with movies. Number one was, uh, or the first topic I want to talk about was your top five teen movies. Everybody out there has a teen movie that speaks to their generation. One that was either made, you know, a teen movie that comes out when you're a teen and you and all your teen friends went and saw it, you can relate to it. Or a teen movie that was made later that reminds you of your time in high school, your teen years. So that hashtag was trending this past week on Twitter. Your top five teen movies. Now, these are my top five teen movies, and they are not in numerical order. They're just the top five teen movies, okay? Better Off Dead, Varsity Blues, The Breakfast Club, Super Bad, and Dazed and Confused. Now, why did I put those movies in there? Uh, Better Off Dead is just a classically funny, hilarious movie. It was made back with, you know, the people from my generation, in my generation. Doesn't remind me of my high school time because we didn't grow up with a ski club in the high school near mountains. But it was a funny movie made during my generation and I remind, it's one of my best teen movies. Varsity Blues is a movie that was made much later than my teens, obviously. But it reminded me of my time in high school. Football players in my town were treated like gods. Football night was everything. Everybody came out to the football game, not just parents, but just you know, residents of the town came out and watched the football game. Uh, reminded me a lot of the parties. Yeah, it all just kind of reminded me of high school. I think it was a great teen movie. The... The movie that reminded me the most of my, t- my time in high school was Dazed and Confused. Um, first things first, the seniors did haze the freshmen in very similar ways to what you see in Dazed and Confused. Um, the cruising through town with your tunes out, smoking a J in the car, all of it. That was all, every bit of my teen years in high school. Small, I was from a small town in southern Indiana, Lytton, shout out. You cruise through town on a Friday and Saturday night. Everybody had their music blaring. So that one, Dazed and Confused, reminded me a lot about my, my time in high school. A movie that was made during my time in high school, or my, my teen years, I should say, that was very relatable was Breakfast Club. Everybody, they were kind of like, you know how way back when you had a 
what your favorite beetle and you identified with that beetle. The Breakfast Club, the, the Brat Pack, specifically that movie, The Breakfast Club, was like that. Everybody knew a stoner like the stoner. Everybody knew a nerd like the nerd. Everybody knew a jock like the jock. Everybody knew a princess like the princess. And everybody knew a, a, a schizophrenic like the schizophrenic. There, there was somebody you could identify to in there. That was our movie. John Hughes spoke to my generation <clears throat> through movies. And that one did the most speaking, in my opinion. And then, of course, Superbad, I just think, is just a damn funny teen movie. And predominantly because, what does, what does it deal with? It deals with the number one preoccupation of teens, and that would be sex, getting laid. Right? I mean, that's... the. You can take the, the music and change it around. You can take the town and change it around. You can take the era and change it around. You can take the high school and change it around. You can take the, main, take the main characters and change them around. But the underlying theme of a good teen movie is trying to get laid. Sixteen Candles was another one that was going to be on this list. But they asked for five. And at Sixteen Candles, I got right there at number six. Once again... The, the pursuit of getting laid in epic form on the movies. So if you found this post on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, go back to that post and give me your top five teen movies of all time. doesn't have to be in order. I don't care. The other movie hashtag that was trending this past week was name the movie that makes you cry. Not your top five movies that make you cry, just movies that make you cry. And here's where my wife is going to bust out laughing because she knows exactly the movie I'm about to say. She knows it. She can tell anybody in the room she's with it right now. My daughters can do the same thing. And you guys all probably laugh at me and I don't give a shit. It's I Am Sam. If you've ever seen the movie I Am Sam, you know what I'm talking about. Go, as a parent, go and watch I Am Sam and tell me you didn't cry. Now, my wife's going to laugh at me, but my wife cried to Bridge to Terabithia. I didn't shed a tear at Bridge to Terabithia. You got two kids that were screwing around doing something they ought not to do and it bit one of them in the ass. That's not a tearjerker. I am Sam. You got a guy that doesn't know any better having his kid ripped from his arm, his entire life pulled from him. Yeah, it's a tearjerker. So go back to the post and also give me the movie that makes you cry. I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of Lassie in there. Who knows? I know a lot of people do tend to... I know people that cry at E.T., which is weird to me. I Am Sam, though. If you've never seen it, please go see it. It's an amazing movie. I love I Am Sam. And yeah, it makes me cry, and I tell my kids to shut up every damn time. So give me your top five teen movies, and give me the movie that makes you cry. All right. That's all I got for this week. I appreciate you guys listening. Go to the Anchor app. Like the show. Share the post you found this on. Spread the love. I see the audience growing. I see you people. I see my analytics. You guys are listening. And you're listening from all over the place. And I appreciate it. I dig that. Help spread the word. Also, go to the website, Tom Powell Jr. Not only to buy the book. Not only to buy the the, the the book, Mark, send me an email. 
Tell me you want a Tom Powell Jr. Show sticker. I'll send you a three inch by three inch Tom Powell Jr. Show Peace, Love, and Tacos sticker free of charge while I still have stickers. I have a handful left. Send me an email. I'll send you a sticker. All right? That's all I got for this week. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. As always, stay grateful and enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.